This is West Virginia Morning. I'm Teresa Wills. The Republican supermajority in the legislature means Democrats are a super minority. We just want to make sure that everyone's voices are heard. We know we're outnumbered, you know, 88 to 12, and it's a tall order. We got to see that on day one when there was a few amendments that we just slightly lost. That story and more coming up this West Virginia morning. Governor Jim Justice's 50% income tax cut proposal comes with a big hedge against recession and some state comparisons touting success. Randy Owe has more. In a Thursday media briefing, Justice said in case of unexpected future revenue surplus failures, he will set aside $700 million for a state income tax rainy day fund. In the briefing, Revenue Secretary Dave Hardy said phasing the 50% cut over three years will cut the state's top income tax rate down to three and a quarter percent. Hardy said national studies show that other states without personal income taxes flourish economically. States like Tennessee, Florida, Nevada, they are far and away outperforming the states that do have an income tax. Uh, You'll see that their populations are growing faster and their uh, gross Domestic economies are growing faster. Hardy said the 50% cut will give West Virginia a lower income tax rate than any border state. For West Virginia Public Broadcasting, I'm Randy Yowie. The morning after his seventh State of the State address, the West Virginia NAACP and advocacy groups gathered at the Capitol to voice concerns about Governor Justice's proposed flat budget. Emily Rice has more. During a press conference Thursday morning, speakers discussed their concerns about the repercussions a flat budget could cause for West Virginians, particularly children, working families, and communities of color. Daryl Clausell is the president of the NAACP of Charleston, West Virginia. He urged legislators to prioritize the needs of West Virginians when passing the budget. You have to look indirectly to see the needs of all people in the state. You have to break it apart sometimes. Not necessarily does everything fit in one place. Clausell and other advocates ask for transparency in budget making from lawmakers. For West Virginia Public Broadcasting, I'm Emily Rice in Charleston. West Virginia Public Broadcasting show the legislature today returned to air last night with a response to Governor's State of the State Address. Reporter Chris Schultz spoke with Senate Minority Leader Mike Wolfel and House Minority Leader Doug Scaff to get their reactions. Gentlemen, it's no secret that the Democrats are at a disadvantage in both chambers this year. Uh, Senator Wolfel, why don't we start with you? What are your plans or hopes for this session? Um, I've got a fair number of bills that are important to me that, uh, in fact, two have already passed the Senate at this early date and are, have been received in the House. One is a, vic, a victims of, victim of sexual assault bill, and another is a bill involving uh, recovery residences. So that's legislation that got through the Senate last year unanimously and just was not taken up or didn't pass the House. So um, those, those are some of the items that I'm looking at. And of course, we got a, a really big head start on everyone yesterday. Yeah, and I'm certainly very interested in talking to you about that in just a moment. But, Delegate Scaff, I'd be remiss if I didn't give you an opportunity. 
so what are your hopes and, and, and objectives for this session? Well, you know, my Democratic colleagues, we just want to make sure that everyone's voices are heard. We know we're outnumbered, you know, 88 to 12, and it's a tall order. We got to see that on day one when there was a few amendments that we just slightly lost. <laughs> but the, the bottom line is we want to make sure everyone's represented and their voices heard. We think that we have a tremendous opportunity in front of us with this surplus money right now. We don't think we need to spend that money. We should invest that money, invest in the future of West Virginia and to the people that it will definitely trickle down to. So I'm going to push you both just a little bit here. How can you accomplish that with so few members at your disposal in your caucus? Delegate Scott? Sure. You know, I think it's important. You have to have good relationships with the other side. You know, work. forget about party politics. The election's over. Put the R and the D aside. Build relationships with your colleagues. It shouldn't matter who maybe that first name is at the top of the bill, but if it's a good idea. Speaker Henshaw and I have a great working relationship. He always says he doesn't care who gets the credit for it. If it's a good idea, we need to move it forward. And so what I need to encourage our colleagues to do is to work with the Republicans. And if it's okay, just as long as their idea gets passed through, um, it doesn't matter who takes the full credit for it when it comes to that. We just want to see it uh, go through. And then the second thing we need to do is we need to work together. We need to come up with the ideas. We may have – we all care about public education. You all care about fixing PEIA and DHHR. I mean, but the bottom is we have different ideas of how to get there. So let's take our ideas. The speaker has offered, a, you know, open door policy and just make sure we can be patient. Uh, we have to pick and choose our battles and get up and, and, and talk and, and just ask the pertinent questions to make sure that nobody's left out of the equation. Senator, there's just three of you. I mean, how do you accomplish what you want to accomplish? Well, um, we, we have uh, we're three, but we're pretty effective uh, and in the Senate, it's a little bit different. You have a manageable number, and you have good legislation that people, regardless of their party affiliation, will get behind. Um, we saw that yesterday, again, with a lot of bills that passed unanimously last session that came on out. So I don't know what it's like in the House. I've never served there. But I can tell you that a good bill will um, – will see the light of day and be considered in, this, in the state Senate. So let's talk about the procedure here. You know, you talk about a good bill seeing the light of day. Uh, the Senate has already passed 25, was it, uh, at last count bills, and we're only at the end of the second day of session. Um, you know, Senator, what I'm most curious about is you had to suspend the rules to do that. I mean, people have been expressing a concern about open governance. What do you say to those people? Well, there were two bills that we challenged, that I challenged, um, and um, certainly we were outnumbered. Um, that was the critical race theory. Felt like that should have gone through and be vetted. Uh, the governor's powers, I didn't think uh, that needed to be expedited. But the rest of those bills, I personally studied last session and the session before. Some of those bills have been passed two and three times. So... I personally have a clear conscience on that. Those bills are bills that I've helped amend, that I've argued over, and they've languished in the House, and no disrespect to House leadership, but we send routinely <clears throat> 50 bills over there that never see the light of day. And we work really hard to do that. We work those committees. We work on Saturdays. We work late at night. And so why, you know, again, my recovery residence bill will be a leader Ship bill in the country. So why would I wait to go through the committee process and have fewer days, <clears throat> excuse me, for it to maybe be considered in the House? <clears throat> so I don't have a problem with, with uh, facilitating the passage of bills that have been vetted 
and sending them over to the house. And you guys need to act on them. Take right. a look at yeah. them. They never, some of those bills never saw a committee. I don't know what they're doing over there, but, but you know, what I'm saying is I, I'm, I'm fine with what we did yesterday with the exception of a couple of bills. So, Delegate Scaff, I'm going to give you an opportunity for a rebuttal, and then I'd like to talk yes, about sir. that term in just a moment. So what do you have to say to uh, what No, I Congress? think, you know, what he said is correct. We've had bills, same thing, you know, on the House that go to the Senate, and they don't see the light of day. And obviously neither one of us gets to make that call of what bills get seen in committee and brought forth. I think bills that we've seen for two, three years, it's okay. Let's get them through. Let's get them done. Let's get them across the finish line, like the senator said. But new bills, new pieces of legislation – it's a little, little concerning. We have a supermajority in the House, a supermajority in the Senate. We can't slow that process down. And the reason why sometimes it's important to slow it down is so they can be fully vetted, give the people's voice, get the people who it will touch and affect the most a chance to be heard. That was Senate Minority Leader Senator Mike Wolfel and House Minority Leader Delegate Doug Scaff, speaking with reporter Chris Schultz. To hear the rest of their conversation, visit our website and search for The Legislature Today. Make sure to tune into the show every Monday through Friday throughout the session at 6 p.m. on both radio and television. This is West Virginia Morning. I'm Teresa Wills. It's 7.53. A winter weather advisory is in effect through tomorrow morning. Mostly cloudy skies today with scattered rain and snow. High temperatures in the 30s. Tonight, snow with lows in the 20s. Snow early tomorrow with partial clearing in the afternoon. Highs in the 30s. Total snow accumulations of 1 to 3 inches possible in the lowlands. 3 to 6 inches possible in the mountains. Support for WVPB is provided by the law firm of K. Casto and Cheney, with offices in Charleston, Morgantown, and Martinsburg. Robert R. Rodecker, responsible attorney. Our song of the week is from The Steel Wheels. It's the group's performance of Under, which appeared on their 2019 album, Over the Trees. Thank 
the Steel Wheels performing under on the mountain stage. To hear the full performance and more, tune in Saturdays at 6 and Sundays at noon right here on West Virginia Public Broadcasting. West Virginia Morning is a production of West Virginia Public Broadcasting, which is solely responsible for its content. You can keep up with the latest West Virginia news throughout the day on our website, wvpublic.org. Support for our news bureaus comes from West Virginia University, Concord University, and Shepherd University. Appalachia Health News is a project of West Virginia Public Broadcasting with support from Charleston Area Medical Center and Marshall Health. West Virginia Morning is produced with help from Bill Lynch, Caroline McGregor, Curtis Tate, Chris Schultz, Emily Rice, Eric Douglas, Liz McCormick, Randy Yowie, and Shepard Snyder. Eric Douglas is our news director and he produced today's show. I'm your host, Teresa Wills. This is West Virginia Morning.